to Who's Got Next Game video game podcast. We're here today with a guest on the show, somebody who I know and love very well, somebody who is an awesome man and who enjoys gaming almost as much as I do. Uh, it's actually my dad, uh, Alan. I'm still going to call you dad. It's still weird saying your name, but go ahead, say hi, introduce yourself. Sure. Tell them what you know about our topic, which is arcade gaming, which is something you know a lot about. Yeah. So, yeah, I am Tyler's dad. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to be on the podcast. Thanks to all you guys uh, letting me on and um, just talking through some things and especially the arcade gaming. Um, I just, you know, have a lot of experience with how it first started, you know, first coming out with going to the arcades and the Atari 2600 and um, all, all of those different things and just being able to experience that like in real time. And now you kind of see it um, again on like Stranger Things or, or something like that, kind of being um, that nostalgic type of things. And, and now it's coming back and you can buy the cabinets and put them in your house and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I'm excited to be here. Appreciate you guys. Mm -hmm. And we're also here, Charles and Connor, um, just back here again. Uh, we're having my dad on for arcade gaming. We all kind of have our own little experiences from it. Connor, your experiences in arcade gaming, don't know too much about it, but go ahead, just let us know what you think. Well, first, I got to say that uh, me and Alan were in the same room, cheek to cheek, because we had to share headphones, because in this modern day, I only have AirPods, so we have to use these old headphones and share, so... We're dancing cheek to cheek here, but uh, no, but with uh, the uh, arcade games, I mean, really, my only experiences are like Chuck E. Cheese. If you count that as an arcade like that, that's sort yep. of what I'm used to. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese. And then in California, I don't know if they have them out here, but uh, Boomers was a really popular one. I had my yeah. uh, first birthday there. And so they it's had like nice to call my dad names. <laughs> yes no that was the name it was boomer specifically the one if anyone's from socal uh fountain valley off the 405 that was my where i had my first birthday so that's that's really my only experiences with arcades but al although we did go to one tie uh in sacramento one of those coin bars at what what, mm -hmm. what is that called what was coin that op. coin op great yeah it was an arcade it's an arcade bar and that's you know i would say that's the premise of you know like kind of bringing back that feeling mm -hmm. but in a modern time uh for anyone so, who then, uh, lives out here in phoenix mm -hmm. uh there's one called cobra arcade bar in uh yeah. downtown that one you don't play more video games that's more for like socializing and stuff but they do have those arcade games there and then charles as always have him on the show hey, hey. what's your experiences with uh with arcade games oh man arcade games is like one of those times where you know your parents just want you out of the house they'll give you 20 bucks for split between you and your brother you just go throw a couple quarters at a machine and just have a ball um grew up around going to arcades a little bit doing some dance dance or doing some pac-man here or there so it's it's uh one of those genres of gaming that definitely brings a competitive but also like a very laid-back sense of uh of enjoyment as well yeah, I think there's a lot of levels when it comes to arcade games. Like there's all different types and there's pretty much an arcade for almost arcade game for almost everyone. Like just, just about, in that yeah. in that. Yeah, just like looking up. I mean, we're looking at a list again. Shout outs to Wikipedia for having, you know, everything. And Wikipedia I have a list of knowledge. Tell you what. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like the archive of this 
is incredible because it has it like it's not just like the regular list like when you look up a party games one where it just shows you like a handful of lists it's actually you have to click on the letter and then it shows you just those games with starting with that letter so a through z and then zero for nine for those that start with numbers and there's a lot more out there than i thought there actually was and bear in mind there's probably some from other countries and that kind of stuff that you know we didn't get in america but you know there's there's a lot out there and a lot of different stuff and you know talking talking with you dad you're you're the only one really that like you grew up with like when arcades started up and like when it became a craze and like talk about like what that was like when you were a kid like did you know mom, did mom give you money like hey go to the arcade or was it like you wanted to go with your friends like kind of give us the story yeah my mom never gave me money <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah why did i think why did i think menzi gave you money um no but you just talked about the list and all of those different things for those arcade games and just when it you know when you when you look at that list when arcade games came out you know it was such a big thing and such a money maker because everybody was putting quarters into those things and 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 going through it that they just it just boomed it was like there was five new games out every week, you know, that, that, that just came on board. So they were just trying to rotate those, keep them fresh and all of those things. Because if you think about it before that, before the stand-up arcade game, I mean, there wasn't even uh, pieces that you could plug into your TV that you could play. I mean, there was nothing, there, there was nothing. And so once Pac-Man hit Space Invaders and those two games, I mean, everything just kind of shot off from those two things. And Every drugstore, every Walgreens had a game or two in them. And um, every high, by every high school, there was a huge arcade that you could walk into, play the arcade games. And I remember security from our high school, like walking through that arcade, shoveling people to get to school because people were just hanging out there during school hours. You, you said Walgreens? Walgreens, like where I go to get my Arizona iced teas had... had- Arcade games? Yeah, so there, there there was the local drugstores. Walgreens wasn't the chain that it yeah. is now, but it, oh. it was definitely um, a Walgreens or your local, you know, your pizza place had a video game in it or the Blockbuster, you know, like all of those different places had, you know, a video game in there that you could throw some quarters in it. If you kind of think of it like... Um, you know how now now regular gaming like for video poker and slot machines, mm. you know, and and now they put those in different places and in bars and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was kind of like that where where every place had a video game. Okay, was there was there a particular place in growing up that you remember going to, like one arcade specifically, or was it kind of just like if it was so everywhere that you just kind of wherever you ended up, you were always playing an arcade game. Yeah. So there was definitely arcades in every mall. I mean, every mall had a huge arcade room and then there were just like stores everywhere. So I, I went to Lane Tech high school in Chicago and I would walk to work and my work was in walking distance after school. So I'd walk to work and I'd pass this arcade every time. And so, I mean, there was 200 arcade games in that Ooh. place. I mean, it was just a oh humongous place. And they're all like squished back to back and kids are playing arm to arm and just, you know, putting $10 in and getting as many quarters. I mean, pockets full of quarters. I mean, it, it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun. But I think my real memory 
from that time was my dad worked with um, high school kids and um, at a mission. And um, that was the language of kids. So he would hang out, you know, and go go take them to the arcade or go do. My dad could play Miss Pac-Man on a quarter for at least an hour on a quarter that's, for at least an hour. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, it, I mean, people would be waiting behind him and he'd have a stack of quarters on the machine. Like I'm not leaving here. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it, so he really was the one who indulged in that for sure. And then, uh, you know, after that, then they put the, the, they put those same popular video games on the Atari system. And so mm-hmm. then on the Atari system, you know, we bought one of those for Christmas, and then you could play Pac-Man and, and Frogger and all those games all on there, too. At home, yeah. And that's just, like, the evolution, like, it had gone through. Because I watched, uh, I forget what the name of the documentary was, but it was, like, a gaming documentary and talked about, like, the evolution from arcade gaming to console gaming to modern gaming to online gaming. You know, it it was a whole thing, but it's just interesting to hear that, like, just in my mind alone, like thinking about 200 arcade cabinets in the same building is like that. that it doesn't make sense to me because the, the coin op place that we that's out here for us maybe has 30. And that's like not that much. That's not including their pinball machines. That's yeah. not including like the basketball, like shooter games, ski ball, like all that kind of stuff. So thinking like 200 games, that's that's a big like. That has to be a big building. And like tons has, of noise. Be, I mean, it was like a yeah, yeah, it was like a warehouse type of thing, type of situation. Yeah. You know, or I, I'm trying to think of like a um, you know, it, almost like uh the size of a Walgreens is now. You know, it, it, wow. you just walk up and down the aisles and look for the games, yeah. and they grouped them by you know, Pac-Man's were all together, and the shooting games were all together, and the mm-hmm. sports games were all together, and stuff yep. like that. Was there ever like? Did you ever do like any tournaments? Like was was that a big thing in in the area that you were playing in or was it kind of just like you you played just to, you know, brag about the high score? Like what what was what was the like feel of the arcade that you went to? Yeah, I I don't I mean, I remember going to college and we would go still even and hang out at the arcade and stuff like that. It was almost like, you know, a spot to go hang more than it was like we're seriously okay. gaming or we're competing against each other or yeah. something like that. I mean, we play mm. two player Frogger or two player, you know, NFL blitz Just. or, you know, what, whatever those games were. But mm-hmm. um, it was more until there was games where you could win at the end. You know what I mean? I don't think that yeah. that came into being. And there was the first time I remember seeing that was this game called Dragon's Lair. And it was so oh, much yeah. different than every other game because like, A, it cost a dollar, you know, it wasn't a quarter. You had to put four quarters. That's expensive. And you could continue the game where you got killed, kind of like uh, games uh, now. And so, so the first it didn't point. start all over. You know what I mean? So if you put enough money yeah. in, you could keep going on your quest. Um, and so I think that kind of was where it kind of changed into that competitive, I got to beat the game thing. Mm. Oh, no, I, that's just, that's, that's so interesting. And Dragon Lair, I, I, I think I've seen it played and mm-hmm. on, I think, an emulator. I think I saw, we mentioned on a previous episode, the Game Grumps played it. And mm. one of the guys, he's, he's, I think he's in his 40s now, uh, Dan, and he was mentioning how he would put in, he mentioned a dollar for Dragon's Lair. And to me, like, back then, that's still even expensive. Like, even now, for 
for a game at an arcade like that's so expensive a dollar and that's what it was back then and i know it was a super difficult game too did you ever beat it yeah no i didn't play that one a lot because a my mom didn't give me any money. <laughs> so, I couldn't, I, so it was all your money. Yeah, and you I, were I like, yeah, I, I got a dollar. My, my dad's played an hour on Miss Pac-Man with a quarter. I couldn't ask him for a dollar. I couldn't do that. Oh, so no, that game. Um, I also remember uh, Mike Tyson's punch out was another Gosh. one or knockout. I think it was called. It was another Mike Tyson's one. knockout. Yeah, I think it was, was the another arcade. one that you yeah. could win the game. You could you could go through and eventually be the champion of that game. Um, yeah, and you would fight Mike Tyson at the end. Right, and so like all of those games kind of changed. Where you know Pac Man, Miss Pac Man, uh, all those uh, you know Frogger, all those games were like you can get a high score and then you just started over, you know, and mm-hmm. then tried to beat that high score. Yeah, mm. and I think that's what kind of like evolution like the game evolution where you had your people who liked that high score arcade style like hey i'm setting the high score and my name is going to be at the top of that list and there was a competition driven behind that but knowing that there was an ending to the game that you didn't know and you wanted to find out was also another driving factor and i know that you know the sports games so your nfl blitz nba jam nba jam tournament edition like you know all those types of games too had a pretty decent following when it came to you know the arcade era and i i like just thinking about like because we had gone to coin op pretty recently and like standing side by side with people at an arcade like knowing that you're shoulder to shoulder with somebody is like it's 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 it it feels weird at first but like probably back then it's like it was just a common thing and people were just very normal about it so like that in person like side by side like that has to be so different than, you know, you have an arcade in your living room right now, dad, like yep. you have the Pac-Man one. So like, what is that difference when you're playing, you know, Pac-Man or whatever, and you're shoulder to shoulder and you're sweaty versus like being over on the Pac-Man machine and being sweaty in your own house? Yeah, I, I think it, and you know, you just think about even the 200 machines and just the noise that came from that, you know I mean? Like now you sit in your, or even the temperature. Yeah. (laughs) And now you sit in your chair, you know, your gaming chair with your, you know, headphones and you're talking to somebody. I mean, how different is the experience um, Mm -hmm. of what you guys experienced compared to, compared to that? Um, Yeah. Just going back to the, the evolving of those games. I mean, Pac-Man and um, space invaders, the screens never change. Like there's never another level. Like Mm -hmm. it's always the same screen. They go faster, but it's always the same screen. Um, Until then, you know, like Miss Pac-Man then added different, you know, uh, um, layouts. Yeah. Yeah. Mazes and and things like that. And so that was the slow evolution to get into something else. But yeah, it was definitely a different experience than what you guys experienced. You guys can, you guys can be playing with, with, you know, four or five, 10 people, but not even know their names or not even know who, what they look like or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. No. And it's, it's like, well, even now there's a way to play those classic arcade games, mostly for the fighting games, but there's a couple of other like classic arcade games that you can play with people online. Mm. They've like, they've created a whole dedicated group to, you know, adding different games and different things to play online against people. It's called Fightcade. And it basically allows you to take and people have like their own home arcade sticks that they like they put on their lap or they put on the table in front Mm -hmm. of them 
and it allows them to play like Street Fighter 2, the original Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat, like all those old school, mostly yeah. fighting games. There's a couple of sports games. I think they got NBA Jam running. They got another puzzle game working, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I think it's just crazy to, like, to think of a place like a Walgreens filled with arcade cabinets and then having like because if it's 200 people and there's two or three people per game it's like 600 people something like that yeah and like the that's, hate, that's in a the lot of people yeah in the heyday it probably was like that yeah and that's crazy to think about that's like almost like a small concert like that's a huge showing of people just to play you know arcade games and like that's just something that we don't really know about all that much so it's just cool to like hear that aspect of it i mean charles then, like what do you think at least in the comparison between like you know you're you're a guy who plays a lot more online games of like the shooters and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and like kind of hearing back then like yeah there's a warehouse of like 200 games you had to stand side by side it's hot it's sweaty the conditions are different than you being in an air-conditioned house with your headset and your mouse and keyboard like just kind of take me through that from your your perspective. Yeah, I, well, I mean, going, I mean, looking back, I feel like going to the arcade is was very much a social thing. That's the mm-hmm. thing that you you did with the, with your buds that you yeah. went and and hung and did after school or whatever have you. So it it was very much a social uh, event. And nowadays, it's like you're you're confined to your home. You're confined to a chair that you don't ever leave the office for. So I think we've almost lost touch of the social aspect of arcade games and going to arcades nowadays probably isn't fractionally comparative. Yeah, but I mean, it just puts you in the perspective that hmm. what it was like. So many years ago, so hmm. it's it's definitely one of those things that you can try and put yourself in the perspective of, but I feel like it's probably not even close to how close to how fun it was be. Connor, what do you think? You were saying something about Charles mentioned going to the arcade and then playing with your friends after school. And I think now, at least I think in, you know, going back to middle school and high school, when we would come home from, uh, you know, school, you know, you do your homework, of course, but then you jump on to, you know, Xbox or PlayStation with your friends. So we didn't lose, I think, as much of a touch, except for that, I I would say, physical interaction and then going somewhere. But I, mm-hmm. I do like how cross-generationally, there is that sense of, go, you know, playing video games with your friends. It's just a different sort of deal. Yeah, it's 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 very different, like... I remember coming home from school and like, you know, playing games online with friends and that kind of stuff. And, and like even the side by side couch gaming is completely different from playing in an Mm -hmm. arcade where you're standing up, you're crowded, you're, you know, in an area where like, you know, this something could be wrong with the arcade and you have no idea about it until you get there and there's a button not working or, you know, the stick might, you know, be crooked or something's going on with it that you had no idea about. You already put your quarter into the game. Now you got to figure it out. Like, whereas for our generation, it was like if a controller had drift or something or if we had an issue with the controller, we'd always just go swap out and get a new one. But like back then, 
You had to wait for the arcade repair dude to come in, fix it, and some places didn't even call for it. They were like, well, you you got to deal with a crooked controller. Um, One thing I was thinking through that hasn't changed, I'll I'll say probably one of the similarities between now and then, I've seen you and Connor kind of game once in a while, and the rage that, that, that happens there. Um, is definitely similar to when you're in an arcade yes. and you throw some quarters in there because you got to pull money out of your pocket and put it in a yep. machine. And so when you lose your guy or when you get, you know, when you make a dumb move or something like that, pounding the machine and, and raging it, there's similarity in that for sure. Uh, and and I, people, I, didn't, I didn't rage that much. Oh my! <laughs> well, and, and what's funny is people listening have already heard stories about me raging, and we have yeah, someone we who hasn't have like heard six previous episodes because nothing's come out yet, just confirming it right there. But and that you're did, right about losing money. Like that's that's the difference I think as well about now. At, you know, our going home and playing video games, and then you know you going out to play video games. You, you guys are actively losing money. It's it's. It's it's such a difference now. Yeah. It's well, even in reality, I mean, like, we pay sixty dollars for most games on average. They probably drop like what? Ten bucks sometimes, maybe well, five. Some, somewhere well, in that, gotta, depending on how, how expensive the game it depends is. How good you you gotta, you, That's you true. Keep in mind too, you gotta buy the controller, you gotta buy yep. the headset, you gotta buy the, the console. Yeah. The gaming chair, bing bag chair, whatever have you. So I mean it adds up dad I, I gotta ask you what do you have a rage story in the arcade because we've all we've all told ours and we you know <laughs> we had to rip our band-aids is, is there one that you can remember even with the arcade at home yeah no not not here but i i do i do remember like there was a um pizza place that we would go and it was galaxian galaxian was the game there so there was the arcades that everybody went to, but your local places that you just hung out with or went to go get a pizza or a hot dog from had some video games. So that was kind of your neighborhood, you know, kind of game. So if if you got the high score on one of those games, you know, everybody knew who got the high score on that game because it was in your community, in your neighborhood. So I remember coming really, really close to the high score in Galaxian and I would I moved and it, it kind of hit and the door flew open and, you know, there, it was windy or something, and, you know, whatever the excuse was. <laughs> and so I, I missed win. the score. I missed the score by a couple thousand, which was really, really close. And so I, I just remember, like, throwing my quarters at the machine and then walking out and then going, no, I want to keep my quarters and come back in and grabbing my quarters. <laughs> 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 that's so crazy to think about you threw money at a machine and walked out well like, i had a pocket full i mean people just walked around with a pocket full of quarters because you had i mean they had the change machines in those things but man you wanted to be ready when you were in there you didn't want to mm-hmm. wait man that's that's funny though i i mean i knew you'd like i knew you got upset when you didn't get a high score but like i didn't know about the you never told me about the quarter story no and and it's it's not something i am proud of <laughs> listen a lot of the rage stories that we've told on here we're not proud of them either yeah the, this this podcast has stripped all pride of mine for sure yep. revealing yeah. my, my my issues when it comes to gaming so like okay so you dad you talked about like watching connor and i play and like kind of that couch style gaming where it's like we're sitting side by side physically 
Right. But we're, you know, we're sitting on a recliner, we're sitting on a chair or something, we're playing, you know, whatever game. Like, what parts of it remind you of that arcade feeling? Yeah, so it, it probably, like I said, the rage part for sure, but also kind of when, when you guys play, like, I don't remember any games, especially early in the arcade things, where you ever played together. Hmm. Like, it was hmm. always one player, two player, but you're playing the same game, competing for a high score. NBA hmm. Jam and those kind of sports games were kind of the first ones where you could, you could be on the same team even. Yeah. Um, so it, there wasn't a lot of that. So I think that's uh, definitely a difference uh, on, on what, what that looks like. But as far as, you know, how you guys reacted to games and stuff like that, it was, it's, it's, it's just so different because most of the time when I went to the arcade with my buddies, we wouldn't even be playing the same game, like on the same machine, we would be next to each other or, you know, we took a break and we go have a p- slice of pizza or whatever garbage food they were selling at the arcade <laughs> and then you know just go from there okay yeah it's just interesting like hearing the like there's more similarities than we think there is and i, I just think that's really interesting um but do you do you remember the very first arcade game you ever played that you went and you saw it and you were like i have to play it. like what was that first experience of the arcade game? mom get the quarters yeah I, I, I definitely, I definitely remember, um, space invaders being the first game that was available to the public. Um, and, and I just remember watching that game and going, boy, what, what is this? You know, because there was nothing, there was nothing, you know, I mean, Pong wasn't even invented for Atari yet or, or any of that stuff. I mean, space invaders was that first kind of feel where you could press buttons and then when you press this button there was a little bullet that went up and it was just it was just a different i mean we're playing board games up to then you know like it, mm. it was just it was just you know those kind of machines and and so when once that came out everybody was playing that and then pac-man came real close after that and so when pac-man came out i mean they made songs about pac-man there was dolls about pack. I mean, th- there was a whole collector's, you know, it became a pop culture. Yeah. It was incredibly crazy after that started. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, they call it, the song I think was called Pac-Man fever and it was everywhere. I mean, yeah. the song was everywhere. Everybody was playing it. Everybody was talking about it. Um, and, and it was the simplest, dumbest, you know, game that there that there was. Mm-hmm. No. And I like, talking about arcade gaming and all of us here actually went to the retro gaming convention out in Arizona, the game on expo, which for those of you, if you're in Arizona or you're close to the area, I highly recommend going to this retro gaming con because it's super cool because you get to experience all different types of games. They have pretty much every console you can think of set up, ready to play. They have artists there. They have mm. voice actors, just a bunch of different stuff. And I know we've talked about it before. They aren't even paying us for this. We are. We are. They should be paying us for the amount of press that we're doing and the amount of uh, what's the word like praise that we're giving it. Kudos. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah kudos. You know, That's the, good word. Yeah. The tens of people that are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they. They. <laughs> no, but it's it's just like I remember taking. You, Dad, I remember walking in there with you. Mm-hmm. I think it was the second day you went with me mm-hmm. and uh, Connor. 
and uh, we walked in and we started playing the arcade machines that were there. And I remember specifically, I saw you kind of look around at some of the games and I saw that you looked at Joust mm-hmm. and you were like, oh, we got to play this. Like you got excited about it. It was like the little kid energy yeah. that was like, oh, yeah, we got to play. You got to play this one. And, and it I was my seen first experience ever playing Joust. Yeah. And I haven't seen that game in a stand up form for like 20 years. So, I yeah, mean, which was also really cool. Yeah, that was. And how many games did they have there? I mean, how many stand-up oh, games did they have there? So many. Like, I, probably, I, I, probably in the ballpark of forty or fifty. I was gonna say fifty. I, I, I yeah, and that's fifty, maybe more too. than that's that. That's conservative. So that puts you in a perspective figure. of that's probably forty, fifty games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I was talking about two hundred in a warehouse. Yeah. So, so those forty and fifty games. What was there? Like four rows. Yeah. And you could go up and down and, and look well, at Well, it those. was like a circle. So, right. like, there was, like, a pole in the middle of it, and then it was, like, a oval that yep. went around, and there was probably, like, 25 games in that one oval. Yep. And, and then so, there was another pole next to it, and it had an oval of other games. Yeah. And so just that piece just expanded is kind of what an arcade was like, because those were all side by side. Yeah, and it's like playing, like, playing Joust with you and like you having more knowledge than me in that game like just understanding like like all the mechanics and stuff and you explaining it to me i'm like man this is so much information like you had to take in a lot of information as an arcade player there was a lot of like you had to like be able to do things and think about things very quickly like there wasn't the instructions were on the arcade cabinet somewhere like for people who don't really know like kind of explain like where was the rules for an arcade machine? Like what, where did it tell you how to play? Like, did you have to start up the screen to show the controls or like, what, what did it look like? No, we just went to Google. No, no, we, did. Google. <laughs> we um, did not go to, <laughs> no, you did not go to Google. So if you had there, Google, you had Google, you had to use a hand crank to make that thing. work. That's right. It's, instead of Wikipedia, it was the encyclopedia. Anyway, um, <laughs> There was um, a whole bunch of trial and error, I would say, because you would read those instructions and you'd go, an egg, a eating ghosts, you know, all, all those different things. It didn't make sense. So you threw in a lot of quarters to learn the game, you know, and you just mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, just like you guys do when you, when you play the game at first, you're going, oh, I didn't know I could do this or I didn't know that this function was there or whatever that looks like. So trial yeah. and error basically was the, the, where the mm. where, was figuring out how to play the game. Absolutely. Mm. I remember Joust was the one game that you got really excited about that. You were like, like your eyes lit up like, wow, this is it's actually here. Mm. And like, I remember you like took a picture of it and you're like, yeah, Ty, you don't understand. I haven't seen this in like 20 something. Like you were so all about it. And then the other arcade games, I think that people like don't realize that we're in arcades or pinball machines. It's a form of gaming. Like you were, you know, setting a high score and that kind of stuff. And like pinball was kind of before those arcade games came right. out, but they were also kind of in the same time frame as that. And so you also introduced me when I was a kid to pinball. Mm. I remember there was some place that we went to. I don't remember if it was like a pizza place or something that had like it was like two art it was two arcade games and there was a pinball machine i remember we played the pinball machine all the time mm. and so like 
was there was there something did you like playing the arcade games better do you like pinball like or was it kind of in between like you kind of just had to feel like playing it like what did that look like yeah so pinball pinball probably was around in my dad's generation too mm-hmm. like even when they were kids and so but they, it wasn't you know you think of pinball now and there's all these electronic pieces and stuff it wasn't like that it was just some flippers and some bumpers and the score was like a flip scoreboard like you see oh, at basketball yeah. games it wasn't yeah, yeah it wasn't it wasn't electronic at all and so the appeal to that that was fun for you know a few rounds but it, it wasn't the same i also remember like they even had like different cabinets even in, in like a baseball game where you know the the pitch would come out there would be a little ball that came out and you did a flipper and it would hit and say single double triple I mean, there are some old, old 50s and 60s games that were cabinets and stand-up cabinets. Um, So gaming was around for a long time. I think once it went electronic, it kind of just changed changed everything, for Mm -hmm. sure. Once once it went, you know, to to some graphics, it just changed everything. Or it was a lit screen rather than having to shine a light on it kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, with the lights inside of the cabinet, you could actually play it in the evening rather than, you know, only being able to play it at certain times of the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, there, there's a lot mm-hmm. that, you know, my dad has shown me with Atari being the first kind of, I would call it an at-home arcade, because essentially you were taking the arcade board, you condensed it and plugged it right into the TV, plugged in the game, you had the same joystick. They did the exact same thing. They didn't change what it looked like or anything. They just gave you a joystick and a button and said, here's the game. And one game that always came to mind for me, whenever I talked about retro gaming with people, my dad sat me down, showed me an Atari and showed me, which I actually got him this for his Mm -hmm. birthday. I got him a boxed copy from Kmart that still has the Kmart sales sticker on it of River Raid. Mm -hmm. And... I'm, I remember my dad was like, oh, you got to play this game. You know, this is this this is the real gamers game. You know, it's it's a tough game. So, like, why don't you explain what is River Raid and why do you like that game so much? Yeah. So when Atari came out, there were different like there were Pac-Man and there were Space Invaders and there was things you could buy that you were had at the arcade. But then Atari and their company made games that they didn't put out into the arcades that you could have at home that weren't you know, in the arcade. And so that was that first function of, Hey, I got this at home and nobody else, you know, is it can play it or, 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 you know, is the only way you can play it is at your house. Um, River raid was my favorite, my dad's favorite too. Um, And I just remember that side by side sitting in the front room, you know, just playing with him and just over and over and over again. It's, it's a game where, you're kind of roll, you're on a boat and you're rolling through this river and there's different like fuel tanks. And if you um, take your boat and, and go over the fuel tank, it'll fill up your gas tank. And there's other ships and they're shooting at you and you, you got to wind through the river, get through the bridges, blow up the bridges and get it, it. And this was another game that you could get to the end. And there was, you know, different boards and different things that 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 happened. But it was it was challenging for sure. And and so once once that, you know, competitiveness gets in and you start playing against your dad and then you want to beat your dad's score and stuff like that. So that that was 
I, I think nostalgia for me was a lot of what that what that was. I mean, I loved mm-hmm. the game and I still love the game, but just those memories of playing that with my dad is really special. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's really cool. And like I know that like I played the game with you because you had the uh the Atari Mini. Yeah. And the first time you picked that up, you were stoked about it. And you're like, we gotta play River Raid, we gotta play River Raid. Like we <laughs> I remember we sat down and played it for like almost two hours or something. Mm-hmm. And just like I was not good at it, and I fully admit that I am not good at Atari games because they take a different <laughs> different skill gap that I just have not accomplished yet. But well, and you guys are used to handheld, you know, pushing buttons, where I'm used to like a joystick with one button. I mean, that's a whole different world. What you mm. guys do, yeah, definitely, yeah. And speaking of like like different styles of gaming and all that, like when arcades started using like dials mm-hmm. cuz some of them use like the the spinner or like use a trackball for certain games like when those came out did that peak interest for you even more was it something that you were kind of like yeah okay cuz there was like arkanoid there was like the tempest top, or what was it what was the golf game called temp yeah tempest there was the golf game um, called the golden golden tee golden tee yep yeah, Golden Tee, like those types of games. Like, do you remember when those came out? Was that something that like sparked your interest? Like, where where did that? Yeah, I liked. I I think everybody was so like. I remember like using the joystick, and I I loved using having that, and it was so comfortable. You know, like you guys like going from your controller to a joystick would probably be like totally weird. You know, and and that kind of thing. And so there was after the Atari, there came out another gaming system that was called um, Intellivision. And Intellivision had a disc and you could push. It was more like your guys' controllers and it didn't sell well. It didn't do well because everything at the arcade was a joystick. Everything, you know, Atari was a joystick. And so Intellivision kind of came and went real quick because it, it used something different. But I do remember, you know, the dials and the balls and stuff like that. And they, they were pretty popular. Centipede used a ball. Um, mm-hmm. And so did so did um, so did my, my wife's favorite game. Your mom's favorite game is Tempest. And, and, you know, spinning that dial and shooting everything around it was 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 a different thing. But, yeah, they tried to do as much, you know, different uh, styles as they could. I mean, they had to fill up those warehouses. So they, they put up they put up a lot of video games. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's crazy to think about the history behind it. Like just how they kind of progressed into a bunch of different, you know, styles of games going from like 2D to 3D and like going from, you know, just like the top down perspective from playing a side scroller, like playing Super Mario Brothers on the arcade, like playing a side scrolling game. So it's it's just interesting to hear that, like, that bare bones stuff was so revolutionary for you mm-hmm. guys. Where like we see it now, we're like, it's it's there, like it's good, and it it sparks something, but like it means way more, yeah, in your eyes than anything else. So going into that, we're all gonna kind of go in and talk about like just our top two favorite arcade games, whether it's a pinball game, whether it's trackball, you know, anything like that. Just uh, you know finding one game two games whatever it is just as long as it's an arcade game it goes on the list um dad i'm gonna have you kick it off with your number two game of all time yeah (laughs) 
probably the stand-up games um for me I'll, I'll stay away from like the atari because those are kind of you know minuscule or, or off the chart a little bit but the stand-up games probably my number two game um probably was frogger i, I played a lot a lot of frogger um growing up and there's a seinfeld episode if you guys haven't seen that one on on um george trying to get the high score on frogger and not unplugging <laughs> it it's a great episode a great episode and and i could relate i mean that that was that was a great game and i i just remember putting a lot of quarters into that game was that something that you just played like with yourself or were all your buddies around the machine watching you play like what what did that look like I think proximity, it was the closest like arcade game to my house. So I didn't have to okay. like take a bus or drive a car or, or do anything to get there. I could walk like down the street to the pizza parlor and it was right there. And so yeah. um, th- that's probably why the, the easy access of it probably was why I played it so much. Um, but yeah, it was another place where we kind of just hung out or we'd meet over there or, you know, uh, Julio, my friend or Ben down the street was playing, was in there when I walked in, you know, and mm-hmm. it was just a place where you, you knew somebody was going to be. So it was proximity. Okay. That, that makes sense. That's something that like, we don't even have to think about, but like thinking about, oh man, you had to like go there to play it. Mm-hmm. So Connor, what about you? For me, uh, there was this chain i don't know if it was ever uh we're here in phoenix arizona but uh in long beach and in california it was called straw hat pizza and mm-hmm. i remember that they had this one game uh called i i forget what it was but it, it if you would recognize it if you saw it it's a snowmobile game snowmobile oh, racing storm arctic thunder I think so. Something like that. Essentially, I know you could be like the Bonneville snowman in one of the levels and then or as one of the characters. But for me, I remember like after T-ball or something, we would, you know, after winning or after one of our good games, we Mm. would go and we would play that. We would go to the Straw Hat Pizza and that was the game that I would play the most. I would ask my parents for like, you know, a dollar or something. And it's just it's one of those games that. It's so it's a racing game. It's not a traditional arcade game, but I didn't we didn't really have arcades growing up. And and that was one of the games that I I put a lot of hours into a lot of time into. And whenever I see it, whenever I go out Mm. and about, I've seen a couple pizza places. I always play it. I've always got to get at least the level going. Mm -hmm. And what I like about those games is if you get first place, you get a free you get a free game. So Mm -hmm. uh, I really like that game and yeah that that's that's my second favorite game yeah i think the cool thing about racing games like that is like having the steering wheels gas pedals like it's all there and you're actually like physically doing the work for it well and then it does the rumble too if you're like going over something and i think in one of the levels there's like a an avalanche that comes and you feel you feel Mm -hmm. that rumbling so Dad, what was the, there was a racing game that came, it it was like a three player race, there was like a red racer, yellow racer, and blue racer. Yeah. Was it like off-road or road rash or something? Yeah, road rash, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, There was that one, and then there was Rally X, where um, you had to go, like, you drove a car, again, this one was a joystick though, and and you gotta pick up the flags before the other cars are chasing you and trying to crash into you. Yeah. Yeah, I think racing games as arcade games are super fun. And I I think that's a 
the I think it's art. Is it Arctic Thunder? I don't know if it's exactly that one. But I think it's Arctic that's, Thunder. That's that's the that's yeah. the one that you just mentioned. Yep, Arctic Thunder. That mm-hmm. was the name. Thank you. Thank you, Ty. I, lo- I love that. I love that game. That's one. That's oh. that's a fun game. Thank like, you for thank you for pulling that because that was gonna kill me. It, it was something. Yeah. It was something snow related, and then like I just remember because that series, the Thunder series, they had two racing games. They had Arctic Thunder and Hydro Thunder. Yes, they did. And Hydro have a Thunder wave. was the boat racing one. I. Was it was it jet ski or was it boat? No, boat. it was boat. It was speedboats. Oh, it had okay. the handle on the side instead of the gas pedal where you like threw it forward to go faster. Yes. And then it yes. had the button on top to hit to like shoot things. So kind of like an Atari controller, you know, just moving up and down in one button. But Charles, what about you? Your number two arcade game of all time. Well, you actually just brought it up. Uh, Hydro Thunder. Damn. Hydro all Thunder. Right. Such a classic. Y'all, I took, mean, y'all took mine. All right. Well, <laughs> I gotta come up with a new one now. But it's just it's ahead. just one of those games that I looked forward to because you don't often see like boats racing, like boats going 150 miles an hour through a city in LA or Tokyo or whatever. So it's like one of those iterations of ju- of those racing games that it's not on the roads, it's not snowmobiles, it's not like monster trucks. You're you're racing these like insanely boosted boats essentially so i that was one of the games that i spent countless hours playing that's that's a really good one it's just that that series is just so like arcade wise i remember going to um like was it chuck e cheese or i don't i don't remember there was another place i think it was the chuck e cheese that was by the house I grew up in where my dad and Connor are right now, mm. but there was a Chuck E. Cheese that used to be there and yep. there used to be a hydro thunder game there. Yep. It and might then still they took be it there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, th- it, if they still have it, I want to buy it off. Of them. Mm. I would drive out there for that. Um, Do it. I, I a hundred percent. Like I saw one the other day on Facebook marketplace. They were asking like $900 for it. Dude. I was like, that's, <sighs> That's a lot, but it would be really fun to have that. Um, Ty, since your second was taken, what's yours, dude? Did you come up with one? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like, it, it, I mean, it's going to be an obvious answer for me, but there's a Tetris arcade cabinet, and I cannot put it <laughs> on my list without saying that game. It's at the the coin bar that we go to the the arcade bar but i also saw it um it was featured on a documentary and i was like i had no idea there was a tetris arcade cabinet oh yeah and there's actually two of them so there's one that came out in america which was like the russian style and then japan had their own exclusive rights to the game and they made a version called Tetris the Grandmaster. And it's super fun and it's super crazy. Like it's it's the craziest game because you get like you can get certain power ups and like the movement is like you can move. the. It was the first Tetris game to have like the pieces to be able to slide around on the ground before they locked into place. Hmm. So I, I would say it would be the, the Tetris um, Tetris arcade cabinet for me for sure. But all right, Dad, we need your number one of all time arcade game. Yeah, this is I, I would say I have two number ones, so I'm a cheat. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, That's fair. I mean, number- we, we, we can. Well, let's do this. Let's let's throw in an honorable. We'll throw in an honorable mention. Okay. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Throw in my, an honorable my mention. My number one for sure is Miss Pac-Man. Because, again, uh, playing that with my dad, like, I still know what my dad's high score on that game was. It was 146,340. Like, I still know that wow. now. And I went and bought the game, put it in my house, because he died, like, five years ago. I'm still trying to beat his high score. <laughs> I'm, still trying, I'm still trying to do that. So, um, that so just competing against journey. each other. Yeah, just, just really doing that is really cool. But I think the game I enjoyed most playing was Donkey Kong. I mean, once oh, that came out, you know, and, and playing that game and rescuing the girl and getting to a different level and, and doing all the And then seeing, you know, Super Mario Brothers and everything take off from Donkey Kong has been awesome. You know, just to see all of that whole line of games come through and, and be there. It, that's been so cool to kind of see that same character go through all these changes and and go through you know um, the whole gaming experience i don't know if we can do this but frank if you could put in the donkey kong uh like the startup music for when you start the game (laughs) you could throw that in here it'd be really cool Hopefully it's only five no seconds. Hopefully it's like five seconds so that we don't get like copyrighted or Nintendo <laughs> yeah. on our ass. Yeah, I mean it's it's whatever, but um no, that's a great choice. I actually remember the Donkey Kong arcade was actually there too. Yeah. At at the expo. Yes, and I remember you mm-hmm. you made your way over there yeah. after playing Joust for yeah. 30 minutes. You mm-hmm. went over to the Miss I think you went over the Miss Pac-Man machine, and I think it just wasn't working. Yeah, the joystick wasn't working, and they had a different one, and I got the high score, so I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. then, yeah, and then I saw you go over to the Donkey Kong machine. I'm like, yeah, he's 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 doing all right over here. So, um, but no, that's a great game. Like, it was the first one, like for me, that like truly showed like completely different levels, right? In a game, like completely different. Like you would go, you know, do level two, and then as you progress, the levels completely changed. So that's, that's a really good choice. I actually really like that. So Connor. So like your dad, I am going to do an honorable mention. Um, the honorable mention is for some reason, all three of mine are going to be racing games, but the honorable mention is, uh, the original fast and furious video game, arcade game. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That one is just so fun because, you know you could choose the different levels of like paris las vegas all that but then you choose your car same sort of deal you lose you continue uh but i I, that is that i would say most like Chuck E. cheeses boomers any any thing that does have like racing games there chances are it's going to be that one like when we went to the gaming convention that one was there i think we maybe got like one or two chances on it because a lot of people wanted it um, but my number one is one that's not really common and I only saw at Chuck E. Cheese and it is a Star Wars pod racing game. Uh, oh, I know which yeah. one you're talking about. It, yep. So if you haven't seen Star Wars, which I hope everyone has, uh, in the, in the first episode, they do this, uh, the, one of the things is pod racing and essentially it's like fast paced, you know, sort of, uh, racing in outer space, uh. 
And what was cool about the game is they had different levels. So they didn't just have Tatooine, which is only in the first Star Wars. They had Kamino. They had like Dantooine, all these different uh, maps and all these different things. But what the cool part was is just like in the movie, you have Anakin's controls, which is like left and right and you can move it forward and then to turn you move your like right hand back or your left hand back and i as a huge star wars nerd like that that just every single time i would head to that one because it really did feel like you're part of the pod racing which let's be real if you've seen the first star wars that's one of the only good scenes along with the darth Maul fight scenes so number one is the star wars pod racing game Dad, did they have that back when you were in the arcade? <laughs> no, that was not. That was definitely not in the arcade um, that I went to after school for sure. <laughs> uh, no, that's a really good one. That pod racing game is really fun. It's it's a lot to take in because you're literally sitting and you're like surrounded by it. But it's also really cool for those of you who are huge Star Wars fans. And I, I think it's awesome. I think that's a great pick. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Spent every it, it might time. be a little too overwhelming for you there, Dad. I don't know if you <laughs> can sit in that pod for too long. If there's not just a joystick, I don't know. Yeah, don't there's know no joystick. There's two joysticks. You're yeah, fine. It's two it's joysticks. Two joysticks. And yeah. it's pretty easy to get the controls, but it, it's... yeah. You're talking to a guy who had one joystick and a button. Yeah, I mean, when I first started playing Madden, like, to find where X or Y was, was it crazy? <laughs> oh. oh, Charles, what about you? Number one. Uh, well, I have, I, I'm split. I, I, I want to do an honorable mention, but honorable mention. I, I'm very split between my top two because I spend lots of time between both of these. Um, honorable mention, I'm going to go to one of my, like, all-time favorite maze games, uh, with Dig Dug. Yep. Oh, I love Ooh, that game, went too. old school. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great game. Just, that is a great game. Why did you take my honorable mention? I gotta find out. I'm taking all my stuff, and now I'm, like, digging through the list, like, oh, crap, what else have I played? No, I, th- when I was growing up, um, I lived in Texas for a little bit, and... There was an arcade that we would go and there was a there was a dig dug cabinet there and I would spend hours upon hours just playing it. And the, it was just one of those games that was had a different feel than Pac-Man. But it was it was different. I never really experienced anything similar to that as far as strategy. So, I love the walking. The walking sound effect is my fi- one of my favorite sound effecting right? gaming of all time. It's and just so you remember it. it. Just to the back. And then and then you got the end music on like with the last uh, enemy trying to escape or whatever you're trying to get to it. And, the and it just like starts going faster, faster yep. and you get nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch my dad play Dig Dug, and when that fast music starts playing, he like jams the stick harder because <laughs> yeah. he thinks it moves his character farther. My lip a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh. he got. He has a towel. He has a towel next to his arcade. He does. He, he he keeps an art a towel there, and he like wipes his his head. <laughs> well, in my he's, hand, you when he's playing Pac-Man or Dig sure. Dug. Yeah, it's it's so funny because like I mean most most gamers I mean like in the higher level gaming stuff yeah they have like hand warmers and stuff but it's so funny because my dad has a towel and I'm like oh he's playing like a high level gamer you know he got it but. 
Oh, why did you have to take that one? I was going to say I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hopefully no, I don't not. take your number one. Okay. What's your number I'm one? I'm going to say centipede. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Centipede. Jeez, yeah, that's not mine. Soul. You are yeah, an old soul. Yeah. Yeah. I think centipede uh, of all the like Galaga and all those different types of fixed shooters, I, I would say centipede definitely takes the cake for me anyways. Um, I know that's very controversial to say, but centipede, it's like one of those that I had just grown up and just enjoyed the strategy of it, destroying the different mushrooms and, and getting the power-ups and just yeah. understanding uh, how to beat the centipede. So it was just one of those that, again, spent countless amount of hours just playing and just understanding and just getting to, to understand the strategy behind it. It's just one of my, one of my all-time favorites right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what what was cool about that game too is like that started to be one of the fastest games because of that roller. You know, mm-hmm. you got to really, really experience that that quickness. You had to add some fast reaction time, <laughs> and you needed a towel so your hands don't start slipping and getting all slippery all over that <laughs> yeah. ball too. Oh, yeah, that's Dad's funny. over there. He's got the chalk like the, the Olympic <laughs> people <laughs> use before they're on the bars. <laughs> Like inside of the arcade. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one dude the other day at the arcade. He was playing Pac-Man and I had never seen it before, but like he was using his forearm to like move sideways. Like he had his left hand on top, but he was like slapping his forearm to move this way. Huh. But he only did it in that direction. And I'm like, what are you? But it worked. I mean, he did really well. He had like the second highest score, but that's hilarious. That's wild. I was like, that's so weird, but all right. Thanks for taking all my picks, guys. You know, just leave me with all the, you know, crumbles well, of games me. that are left. Don't, don't blame me. I, I chose some wild picks, so you, I, I shouldn't have affected you at but all. But we have the same wild picks. <laughs> that's true. That's, the that's problem. very true. That's very true. Um, I have two honorable mentions, actually. Um, my two honorable mentions, the first one is the video that got me into fighting games, which was a Tekken 3 tournament on the actual arcade, which was the first, like, one of the first 3D fighting games to have, like, come out on an arcade cabinet. And it was, like, revolutionary to fighting games to, like, have that perspective of controlling an individual limb with each button versus... Mm. You know, in the 2D fighting games with Street Fighter and all that, you'd put, you know, punch, kick, you know, you do a certain motion, you hit certain buttons and it does this. Well, with Tekken, you actually had to play in a 3D environment where you could dodge side to side, where you could, Mm -hmm. you know, hit different button combinations that allowed you to do certain punches and kicks in a way that strung your combos further than most 2D games that had a set structure. And that's what kind of dove me, like got me to dive more into, you know, watching fighting games, playing fighting games growing up, and then eventually like playing them competitively in high school and college. And then the second one would have to be like honorable mention would be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. (laughs) What game is that? What? So it's the four player Ninja Turtles one. So like each of you could be the Ninja Turtles and you like go through all these different timelines. Like it was, it was just so like, it was the beat em up, like similar to the Simpsons beat em up, yeah. uh, but okay. you were the Ninja yeah. Turtles. Okay. Yeah. yeah they sell so that much one fun. too. They, they sell, sell that. Yeah. They have, they have that one as yeah. one of the one up arcades. 
yeah, which the, for those of you that don't know, one up arcades is a company that sells arcade machines of those replica, you know, like old school games for you to put into your house, but they're just more compact. So they're, you know, not right. as bulky. So you can put them in your house, which my dad has two trying to get possibly three or four. Yeah, they're fun. They're, they're really fun. And, and they just play on you because it's that same stand up machine and the same look and the same, you know, the cabinet tree, the whole thing. It's that nostalgic mm-hmm. feel, too. Right, right. Yep. Um, my number one is one that I kind of stumbled upon recently and like just kind of like just really liked playing. It's a trackball game. It's called Simpsons Bowling. Hmm. So, it. yeah, it's it's a super obscure arcade game, but essentially it's just like you do play bowling with the Simpsons characters and it's just it's super fun because the characters play so differently compared to others. So like, you know, Homer is like a super powerful character, so he can throw the ball really hard, but you can't really spin it. So if you get stuck in a situation where you have to hit the edge of a pin, you can't really spin the ball off of it. Mm. Whereas like, you know, some of the, you know, weaker characters, so to say, they have better spin control than power. And it's fun because me and one of my buddies actually out here, we went to the coin uh, bar. They didn't have the Simpsons one, but they had the family guy one. And it was like a dollar a game. And we played like four four or five games. Just because it was so competitive, too. Like, we both were just, like, was it the, super into the it. the 10-frame games kind of thing? Yeah. It's a full game. It's basically oh. a full game of bowling, but, like... So they have it on the 1UP Arcade of the Simpsons one, but it also comes with Simpsons Bowling. See, that makes but more I, sense. I thought it was just one and done. I was about to say a dollar just for one game. Like, no, one no, no. Set, so you play a full 10 frames okay. of bowling. Cool. Awesome. I was, I just wanted to make sure. Oh, no, it's not say. one frame of bowling for a dollar. <laughs> you get that's one what, throw. What kind of planet are it. you living on? Well, what does, bowl, get a what bowling in, game do going. you play one frame? <laughs> Listen, that that explains my like what beforehand. Now it all makes sense. Now I'm not. Gonna this say explains your knowledge as a human being. <laughs> so, Ty, Ty, is it better than we bowling? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, we bowling was like the thing. Oh man, I remember we got into <laughs> arguments over that game. Yeah, bowling from like a <laughs> different I got into fights over that <laughs> trying game. to knock the pins down. But yeah, you're dodging well, and the then, question. And then Is my aunt, like, my grandparents would get mad at me because I'd like go into my bedroom and throw it and get a strike, <laughs> and they'd be all upset. Like, how are you doing this? But you haven't answered the question, Ty. Is it better? No. I'd I'd have to say no, just because we bowling is just nostalgic. It's like the okay. way you are with Pac Man. Like right. it's nostalgic. It right. like, it just hits hits you in a place where it's like, man, it's like, the memories with you the just game. can't beat yep. it. Makes but, sense. No, this this yeah. That's that's what I would say though. Like, I mean, the Turtles in Time game is super fun when you have a lot of people to play with. Single player is not as fun. Um, and then Tekken was one I tried to play and it was really difficult, but more of the watching aspect of it. But the Simpsons bowling one for me, like I'm good at that game. I'll say it. I'm good at it. <laughs> so, but no, this, this was a really cool uh, episode to kind of just talk about that era of gaming. Uh, just super cool to hear different perspectives. Dad, thanks for being on the podcast, man. This was fun. We're really this was excited fun to have you on and talk about this. 
Yeah, this was fun. You guys do a great job, you know, just remembering the old stuff and bringing it to the new stuff. And I'm glad there's something out there, you know, for gamers and stuff like that. And and they can start talking. I think I think if you guys get a little bit more humor, you know, if you guys would be a little more funny, <laughs> then, then this thing might really take off. Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> right, in the, right in the heart. as a killer. <laughs> My, my dad's just jealous. People, my dad's just a little people. jealous because he used to be on a radio show and <laughs> he thinks he's all that. Oh my gosh. We have to end it. I mean, yes, like, we we've got to we end it here. Ty, please yeah. close us out. We can't, we can't take any more of this heat. Yes. <laughs> but seriously, thank I you. I want to be invited back, so I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. It's thank you. You are seriously. definitely coming back for nah, another episode. We will need you. you. Thank you so much, John. Awesome. Seriously. Awesome. No, it was fun. So, Thank you guys again for listening, hanging out with us, talking about arcade games. Come check us out in the Geek Freaks Discord, Geek Freaks Network. Um, let us know what your favorite arcade games are. Uh, let my dad know what your Pac-Man high score is, and I'll <laughs> let him know, and he'll he'll have to try to beat those scores. But thanks again, and we'll see you guys on the next game. Bye.